solve the manufacturing equation, connecting materials, processes, systems, and talent for a smarter manufacturing future. Podcast is brought to you by Lyft, Detroit-based, Department of Defense-supported nonprofit public-private partnership that's driving American manufacturing into the future through technology and talent development. Join us at lyft.technology. Welcome back to another edition of Smarter Manufacturing. My name is Joe Steele. I'm the Senior Director of Communications and Legislative Affairs for Lyft, the National Manufacturing Innovation Institute, where manufacturing technology and talent matter. Today, we are happy to welcome Bob Van Til, Poly Professor and Chair of Industrial and Systems Engineering at Oakland University. Bob, thanks for taking some time to join us today. Thank you, really appreciate the invitation. Absolutely. So uh, this is, you know, you're joining us, the first university, uh, uh, you know, personnel professor that we've spoken to on the podcast here. Um, we mentioned that Lyft is into smarter manufacturing, connecting materials, processes, systems, and talent. Um, you are obviously in the talent business. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, your work at Oakland U and, uh, and where that might fit in with, with Lyft and the smarter manufacturing endeavor we are currently undertaking. Yeah, we are really focused on developing talent and um, actually reskilling talent for uh, smarter manufacturing. Um, the Industrial and Systems Engineering program here at Oakland University was actually launched in 2005. So we're one of the rather newer engineering programs here. Mm -hmm. And from the get-go, we put a heavy emphasis on digital. Um, mm -hmm. Terminology have changed over time. Product lifecycle management, industry 4.0, digital twins, sort of merging into smarter manufacturing has been kind of the, um, the, the, the word that kind of really encompasses all that. Um, we made a heavy emphasis from day one to embed that in our program. I mean, we looked at what was going on out in the world and we saw all these tools and techniques and that was where manufacturing was going and didn't see a lot of universities getting heavily involved. And we right. made that a bedrock from day one. And it's really paid off. That's interesting because, as you know, we are a, a membership-based organization. We um, are a public-private partnership between industry, academia, and government. And we know that industry has been heading down this digital road for some time. Uh, is it just a matter of uh, the academic world needing to play catch up a little bit? And you guys were on the forefront of, of that? Um, it seems to be a little bit of that. Um, and uh, working closely with industry, within the educational program. And the Wall Street right. Journal, uh, not that long ago, actually wrote an article about how that's starting to happen in academics. Right. Uh, you traditionally had research interactions, but you didn't have that much educational interaction. Right. Uh, actually, we were one of the featured universities on that, our ISC interactions with Siemens Corporation mm -hmm. uh, and how we use that to integrate and improve and really bring our uh, educational programs into state of the art. Yeah, because um, I think we've seen that over the course of our uh, seven years of, of existence, that we wanted to make sure that uh, the talent was on the same level as the, as the research, right? We want to make sure that, uh, or the technology, we want to make sure that the folks that are coming out of university, the folks that are going to be working on this technology on the shop floor, uh, wherever it happens to be, is well-versed in the new innovations that are taking place. And that new innovation really has been and continues to be uh, digital, so... Glad to know that you are uh, keeping pace, I suppose, with, uh, with, with industry there and the needs uh, so folks can jump right from your uh, classroom into, into their industry. Yeah, and what's interesting is it's not just, you know, training the new undergrads who are moving in as beginning engineers, but actually reskilling working engineers. Mm. Uh, 
we run our, our master's programs in the evening with a few classes online and they're almost all uh, working engineers going back doing taking one or two courses at a time to pick up their master's degree and what we found is uh, after companies would hire one or two of our undergrads, uh, they would kind of see them with all these tools and, and they would contact us and let us know, hey, do you guys do this in graduate programs? And it's like, sure. And so we've, we've really developed a, long, a strong um, sense of reskilling people coming back in saying, boy, I really need to get these tools. And this is one of the easier ways to do it. Uh, and actually much more cost effective than going out and getting commercial right. training. Right, um, in fact, right. we'll get to the point where we'll even get people who will sign up for just one or two classes on a non-degree basis, simply because of some industry, some smarter manufacturing tool we're using in one of these classes. Is that folks that are recognizing a hole in their game, or is it an industry saying, hey, we need our employees, our engineers to go through this training, or some combination of both? It's really a combination of both, and part of what led to that was when, when we got into using the tools, um, of course, we would set it on, on Siemens training classes, uh, me and our other faculty members, and talk with people in industry in the training classes. And the training classes are very focused on how to use a tool. You know, they, they have only so much time to do that. And what we found is there would be two types of engineers in there, some who were just moving to this new tool and the training was perfect for them. But there would be others who like, my company just bought this tool and I'm learning how to use it and what to do with it. And those people are kind of like, wow, I'm not quite sure <laughs> I'm hitting buttons and doing stuff. I'm not quite sure though, what exactly to do. And we said, wow, there's a real, there's a, there's a nice little piece in between there of courses that did some hands-on training, but at the same time did projects and things showing you how to use the tool um, mm -hmm. and took you deeper into the tool and on its use. And that's where we, we filled that niche with some half semester courses that uh, focus on both using the tool and why you use the tool and how to use the tool, not just hitting all the buttons. Well, let's uh, let's back up just a tad if we can. Uh, I mentioned, you know, uh, and folks that listen to this podcast know that Lyft is a, again, a public-private partnership, a membership-based organization. Uh, and Siemens, you mentioned, uh, uh, they are one of our, our platinum partners. And really, as we have made this, uh, made this pivot towards smarter manufacturing, including digital, um, you know they are integral to to that uh, to that piece of it. So tell, talk to us a little bit about uh, digital and it's it's um, you know what does it mean I guess for for manufacturing? You referenced a couple of different tools. Um, what does what does interweaving uh, digital into manufacturing mean for that sector for those folks who you know may not be there yet, particularly you know small to medium sized uh, enterprises? How can it benefit them and 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 what is it really all about? It, it runs a, a large gamut of, of applications. Us being industrial systems engineering, we focus on throughput simulation, building a digital model, digital twin of a, of a, a flow system, a manufacturing flow system, and then analyzing the flow behaviors subject to rand, all the random behaviors and interconnections and logics involved. We also are heavily involved in applying digital into um, ergonomic human factors. Mm. Uh, and protect your workforce and, and doing an analyzing uh, ergonomic analysis. Uh, robotic cell design, we do a little bit of that. Um, so we're, we're pretty heavy in that manufacturing design uh, area. We do also some data analytics, decision analysis. Mm -hmm. IoT now, you collect a lot of data. I got yes. this big data set. What do I do with it? You know, exactly. so we're, not, exactly. we're not on the IT 
how do I collect that? How do I store it? How do you, you know, search the, the database? We're on the, I got this data. What do I do with it? How do I mine right. it for decisions and, and information? Right. So data analytics from an engineering perspective, we use it. That is a big also. We're very big in systems engineering theme throughout. Um, our program is one of six in the nation undergraduate that's uh, accredited in both industrial engineering and in systems engineering. So we take that very seriously, take a systematic approach to all this. And so that's sort of where we're coming from um, here in the industrial systems engineering department. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and folks, again, listening can understand why, as I mentioned, materials, processes, systems, I think you kind of mentioned all of those different things. So it makes sense that you guys are uh, a lift a lift member and 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 uh, and working with us. In fact, we just uh, just announced um, that we're launching a digital showcase here at uh, at our institute here in in Corktown, thanks to some MEDC funding, the Michigan Economic Development Corporation funding, uh, and some some use of the uh, Siemens software. We were able to digitally twin one of our tabletop pieces that are in our lift learning lab. Uh, Create a digital twin of that, and then we again found some efficiencies in terms of how it was placed and put together. And now we're going to build a a life-size version of that uh, of that um, of that piece. So uh, people will be able to come to the institute and follow the digital thread from okay, this was the uh, you know small-scale version. This is a digital twin version of it. This is how we found the efficiencies, and now we have this this life-size version of it. So it's uh, it's an exciting time to be involved in. Uh, in digital, particularly on the uh, on the systems and, and efficiency side, as you mentioned. Yeah, and actually, I believe uh, you actually hired one of our graduates to actually work on that project at Lyft, and so uh, we appreciate that. Indeed, yeah, no, absolutely. It takes a it takes a village, as they say, to uh, to get this thing right, and and that's why we're here, uh, working uh, as a nonprofit, working with organizations like yourself and our in our uh, ecosystem around the country, because. Um, the skills gap isn't going away uh, as we, you know, as we go forward, we know that there's, you know, Deloitte studies that are out there saying, you know, uh, millions of jobs being left unfilled over the course of the next 10 years because not enough people are going into advanced manufacturing and, and, um, and combine that with, uh, with retirements and an aging workforce. Uh, uh, those are, that's a double whammy as it relates to uh, advanced manufacturing. We want to make sure from the DOD perspective, um, which is which is who we were uh, funded by and continue to be sort or uh, founded by, and continue to be supported by. I want to make sure that what we need, particularly for the warfighter, is is made in this country. Oh yeah, and we we were finding just amazing need for these graduates, our graduates who have these skill sets. Um, it's amazing when we'll place one in a company and they'll come back and like, can you get us five more? Uh, can you get another one? I just mm. got an email last week from um, an industry out in Maryland who would, the person in digital manufacturing had worked at a different company, hired our student, moved out this company in Maryland and contacted me and said, hey, um, you know, we got this opening. Can you get me some students out here? I need right. that. Um, one of the OEMs, their very first digital manufacturing engineer was one of our graduates. Mm -hmm. uh, another one of the big tier ones here, their very first digital industrial engineer worldwide was one of our graduates. Oh, um, yeah. So it's been, uh, we'll place people and they'll come back for more. They love this. They um, are in huge demand. Yeah, and one of the one of the challenges is trying to get at these students before they come to you earlier in their educational career. I mean, we we have uh, the Ignite uh, Mastering Manufacturing curriculum, which is designed for high school students to really just 
learn about advanced manufacturing, but I think you have a program uh, that is uh, geared towards students earlier in their career, but around digital. Yes, um, we've been doing, and we sort of organically grew this out. We've been into K-12 STEM outreach to uh, try to get people into our program using the digital tools. So we've got a little bit of um, funding from some outside support and we'll bring in uh, high school students usually, and we'll actually uh, place them on I-40 smarter manufacturing tools. They'll, they'll get to play in the digital domain and um, learn about uh, some of the industrial engineering uh, tools and techniques and what the field is all about. Most people aren't familiar with industrial engineering, and so we have to sell it a little harder. Right. It's a right. marketing nightmare of a name. Most people <laughs> hear industrial engineering, and their first reaction is, I'll be in a plant building cars all day. You know? right. I tell them, no, no, those are the managers. That's not The engineers design the plant. They don't run it. <laughs> but that's, the, that's still the challenge, though, as it relates to advanced manufacturing, right? People have a, uh, don't understand what it looks like in the year 2021. So uh, from an educator's point of view, um, how do you tackle that? Is it is it a matter of uh, getting uh, at these students and introducing them to advanced manufacturing or even the, the digital side earlier? Uh, or, you know, how, how are you uh, tackling that? What is the, uh, of course, if we had that answer, we'd both retire and, and go somewhere, um, uh, you know, to live the, you know, live, uh, you know, restfully the rest of our, rest of our days, right? But because uh, that's, that's a silver bullet, but what, what, what are you, what are you finding? Okay, yeah, we're, it, it is a tough, you got to reach out. They don't, you know, the students don't see it. Most of the engineering type outreach activities tend to be very physical focused. They're focusing on, you know, let's build a race car, let's build a robot, let's build something. Project. And, you know, that just doesn't happen in engineering, in real engineering. It's, it's all technical. And with the students, you know, I mean, you look on the phone, everybody's moving digital. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, why are you wrenching when you should be, you know, and, and that's fine if you're encouraging technicians. I mean, hey, these type of jobs are available for technicians, which are great jobs. But if you want to encourage engineers, you should be using engineering type of tools. And so we've made a focus on using those tools, doing K-12 outreach with those tools uh, on you know, somewhat limited basis as much as possible. Uh, we also embed them here within our, we run a core program. And so all engineers take our software level course and we use uh, a couple of the smarter manufacturing tools in that course. And we'll get a lot of students by the end of that course, switching from a different domain into, into our, our engineering major. I was going to ask you if, uh, how, how uh, what the wow factor was for those high school students. Was it, is it um, uh, unexpected uh, that they didn't know uh, this is what engineering was, or they had this vision of it uh, uh, that was, you know, something different? Uh, what, what, what is their reaction when they, when they come in and start playing with some of these digital tools you mentioned? I think it is more, you know, they tend to have the view that it's a more hands-on wrenching kind of a job. Mm -hmm. They associate it a little bit more with technology than mm -hmm. they do with higher level analysis. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, people will see that. Some love it and some turn it off a little bit by it. But obviously we want the ones who, who want to do that, you know, and, they, right. and, and, and we'll tell them, hey, if you really want the hands-on, Technology, there's great jobs in technology. Go down that path. There's a lot of need there, you know, but this is your life. <laughs> We're showing you what this is all about. We don't yeah. want you making this decision based on a false premise of what you think it is. I mean, right. It's amazing how many engineers think they're going to graduate and work for one of the big three and design cars. And it's like, no, you're going to design ductwork for the HVAC system. There's five right. people that design the cars at GM. <laughs> right. You're not going to be one of those five. You're going to be the ones designing all these little subcomponents. And it's amazing 
how many students will be reach junior senior year and then all of a sudden become disillusioned because they thought they were going to engineer big systems mm-hmm. uh, i hate to put down <laughs> that for <laughs> engineering but it is really true and so i i mean what i do is highly encourage people to get as much information as possible and figure out what you're going to do well those technician jobs are obviously you need some secondary education on those as well and that's something we are working towards at lift which is what our ignite uh, program is 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 designed for, but there's also engineers out there who um, uh, don't have the hands-on experience, right? So there's a there's a a, a marriage of the two that kind of need to happen, right? Absolutely, because you are doing physical systems. I mean, we're playing digital, this digital, that, everything, but these are digital twins of physical systems. And right. so, for instance, when we use our plant simulation, super simulation, digital twins, it, we have a digital twin of one of our uh, actual manufacturing systems in one of our labs and we'll put the students on the physical system and run it and collecting information and then we'll have them play with the twin and mm-hmm. we won't, you know you need that connection before we right. play with robot simulation you have the students program and run a robot they need that connection this digital thing is something physical you need to understand that connection <laughs> right. right right well i mean like so this is a uh, this is a big challenge, which is why uh, uh, departments like the Department of Defense and the federal government got involved and created institutes like ours and why institute uh, organizations like yours are, are, are trying to tackle it as well. And, and uh, uh, we're all aligned and, and want to see the manufacturing sector uh, succeed, both from the technician level on the technology side and the physical side, as well as the digital side and the, and the engineering uh, world. So we need, we need it all. Uh, to make oh, yeah. that the U.S. manufacturing sector uh, continues, uh, and and we you know reposition, I guess, the U.S. as the leader leader in manufa- advanced manufacturing around the globe. Yeah, the cooperation is important. I mean, we are an academic partner with Lyft, and been yeah. down there several times working with various people, and really appreciate it. You really need all these coordinated efforts from academics, from entities like Lyft, organizational entities, and from from industry by itself and i'm seeing more and more of that yeah well, that's good and that's again that's that's why we're here so we definitely appreciate you i appreciate all the uh, hard work of you and your team so uh so thank you very much for uh, for everything you do and and thanks for um sharing some time with us today we appreciate it thanks joe really appreciate it it's a lot of fun all right bob thank you so much we'll talk to you soon take care yeah, bye-bye. for more information on lyft and how you can become a member visit us online at www.lyft.technology